time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 148, Conscious Leadership, Create an Optimistic Future. You know, with the current climate, I thought it was time to talk about moving forward with optimism, despite the unsettled vibration that's present. You know, while this is not an episode about politics, I thought it would be a good idea to identify some of the traits that we want in a great leader, and how we as individuals need to embody those qualities as a collectiveness so that we can create an optimistic future. You know, keep in mind that our leaders are a reflection of our collective consciousness, and if we harbor certain traits, we bring that forward. So it's best to have love, compassion, optimism, and stability in our life so that we as a collectiveness can create an optimistic future. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss what constitutes positive leadership, what makes a great leader, and how to co-create an optimistic future. I'm really looking forward to speaking on these topics, and so without further ado, let's get started. You know, everyone aspires to be great and possess the freedom and fulfillment that life has to offer. But few have really taken a path of looking inward and recognizing that the fundamentals of leadership lie in our well-being. You know, the well-being of a person, her family, community, and country. You know, we experience well-being when we have the self-awareness, self-management, and the ability to manage our relationships. That's not only relationships on the outside, but I'm also speaking about a relationship that we have with ourselves on the inside. So keep this in mind. We're working on the inside as well as the outside, but mostly working on the inside. So what is conscious leadership? Leadership is an inner skill set rather than what I just said inward, rather than what most of us have seen on an outer technical and psychological skill set. We define a leader as an embodiment of consciousness that represents the desires and attitudes for a group, whether it be a family, community, or country. Leaders represent the collective consciousness, and this is why we must look at who are chosen to lead and who are not. We know what represents a good leader, but how to get there seems to be a challenge. The first and most fundamental quality that a leader has is having a collective vision, not an individual dream. When Dr. King gave his speech, I have a dream, he was thinking of it as a collectiveness, not for his personal needs, passions, and greed. He had a global vision that would benefit all of humanity. And this concept alone is not what our our current climate is producing. And what makes a great leader? Well, after reviewing the most current leadership courses, you know, I found most of them based on research-oriented case studies where the performance of what we view as a successful leader is reduced to a skill set and compared with others uh, of less success. You know, 
courses and trainings do provide a skill set, but most skills are technical and managerial in style. So when we look at a leader from a human viewpoint, rather than a reductionist allopathic-like model, one would find it more difficult to use the technical skill set to define it. In other words, when we look at human skills, it's more challenging to replicate as on an assembly line. It's just challenging because we're human beings. Yet human skills are the key to being a successful leader, one that has charisma, can inspire other people to believe in 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 the world of positivity and optimism and support that vision. Perhaps we can look at leadership from a holistic model as opposed to a reductionist or allopathic model. When we look holistically, we can dive deeper into those traits that make great leaders unique and charismatic. Great leaders like Dr. King or Mahatma Gandhi had qualities that inspired the masses because of their loyalty, respect, and passion for serving society, not themselves. Let me re just repeat that. They had, they were able to inspire the masses because of their loyalty, respect, and passion for serving society, not themselves. They're respected and loved by the world because they reflected that. We don't see that when we have well-trained leaders and managers with leadership skill sets. We just don't see it because, again, it's going from the outside in and not from the inside out. Skills can be acquired in training the consciousness to be loyal, compassionate, and genuine. But this type of thinking goes beyond what has been called practical psychology. You know, it's been said that a successful leader isn't a person seeking control, power, or selfish motives that use sheer psychological manipulation to bully the masses. A new leader, a new type of leader, that's what we're looking for, will emerge from the depth of human consciousness, reflecting a better life, both inner and outer, to both the leader and the group he or she leads. Great leaders possess certain traits, and those traits can be acquired through inner training, namely working with the mind and its functions. I've identified three overall traits based on surveys from workshops I've done. And although there are certainly more, these are the three that I, um, I'm going to talk about today. The first is presence. It's the first and foremost. You don't find a great leader distracted by the ever-changing environment. Their awareness is focused on the issues at hand, and these issues are forefront on their agenda. They don't look at the past harboring resentment, but they use it as a tool to navigate the choppy waters. And they don't look to the future with uncertainty. They stay present in the moment, and when they speak, they speak to the human condition. The next quality is self-empowered. Great leaders are self-empowered. They exude confidence from knowing who they are. They don't feel above or beneath anyone else. So criticism and any other types of remarks don't affect them in a derogatory way. They use this to move forward and make necessary adjustments. You know, when we are self-empowered, we have the strength and we rely on our inner consciousness to guide us. With self-empowerment, we're able to empower others. 
And that's what holistic leadership is all about. And the third, I've combined integrity and compassion. Many leaders can have presence and self-empowerment and still be tyrants, <laughs> but great leaders have one exceptional quality, and that's loyalty and love for humanity itself. And of course, that starts with loyalty and love for themselves, meaning they understand themselves very well. They look and listen with that part of the mind that's not affected by the I, I, me, mine. They are looking at the collective consciousness and realize that any action produces a vibration that affects the whole of the world. So they have that collective vision. And this is what creates charisma. You can't really define it, but you know who has charisma and who doesn't. There is just that something. And that something is the love and joy that they have that emanates. That's radiance. That love and joy of radiance emanates from inside of them. And we want to move now and just say, well, and how do we enlist in conscious leadership to create our own future, to create a future for the world of optimism? Well, whether you're a leader in your family, your community, or even in your work environment, you have to train yourself to be healthy, happy, and holy. And these three qualities give a sense of well-being. And when we feel good, others feel good also. We must raise the consciousness of our immediate groups if we're to create change for ourselves and our communities. And one of the skills to practice is inspiration. Inspire yourself by learning how to breathe skillfully. I'm focusing on that. Focus, focus, focus on breathing and efficiently because that connects you to the higher reality. Without breath, we don't survive. Once you have become so inspired, you could then inspire others. Inspiration is your breath. Here are some tips how to inspire others. There's a simple recipe for inspiring yourself and others. And I always say, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment. And that comes from learning how to regulate your breath. Be present and listen attentively. Again, if you don't have smooth, continuous breathing, then you're not going to be able to be present and listen attentively. We also have to welcome periods of crisis. They allow us to look at what is twice, crisis, C-R-I-S-I-S. The word is is twice in that word. It's to look at what is twice. Look for opportunity in everything. Staying positive breeds positive change. Remember I've said over the past couple of episodes, wherever there's extreme darkness, there's going to be that same extreme lightness. They both go hand in hand. The darkest element can shine the greatest light. So let's look for that opportunity in everything. Inspire yourself and leave behind the motivation. When you're inspired, it comes from the soul. And when you motivate, it comes from the head. Move from your head to your heart. That doesn't mean let go of the thinking. Many people say, I'm just heart-centered, or I'm just head-centered, or I'm just this or that. No, they both go hand in hand. You're using a synergy of both. And ask yourself, how will you co-create the future? Rather than being the victim of circumstance or playing the blame game, you can shape your path forward by asking yourself some resourceful questions. Ask yourself the following questions as a way to be the architect of your own story. Ask yourself, what kind of world do I want to live in? 
And even if you write this down, write it down. What kind of world do you want to live in? What kind of family, community, or organization do you want to create? Ask yourself what kind of community or work team do you want to be part of? Ask yourself the fourth question, what's my role in creating this? We want to see it on the outside. We want great leaders. We want leaders to have all of those qualities that we mentioned. But what's our role in creating this? Because we're in the midst of a new civilization. As leaders, individual, let's look at each one of us as our own responsibility to take hold of putting that energy out, outward. We need to be aware of that. We need to be aware that we are in the midst of a new civilization. What are we going to do about it? In today's world, there's a transparency. There are no secrets. Great leaders are charismatic and they externalize their internal representation on the world in a positive way to breed success for others. Success practiced consciously brings a better life, inner and outer, to both the leader and the group she or he leads. So we want to keep that in mind. There's a great saying from Taoism, a leader is best when people barely know he exists or she exists. When her work is done, he or she, the aim is fulfilled. They will say, we did it ourselves. So a leader is best when people barely know that they exist. And when the work is done and the aim is fulfilled, the collective consciousness said, Lao, look at what we did ourselves. So in other words, there's no taking credit. Look at what I'm doing. Look at how great I am. Great leaders don't use those words, just as those that are healers don't say that they're healers. Keep these in mind. Pay attention to yourself. Bring yourself back. Revitalize your body, as I say, in Return to Radiance. And thank you, all of you, for bringing me feedback on that new book, Return to Radiance. Revitalize yourself. You want to feel good. Reclaim your mind. Bring your mind back home so that you could be introduced to yourself. And once that happens, you can start building the confidence. And we have training that we can do to help you build that confidence, get back into that stable, comfortable situation where you feel very strong and you don't feel like you're wavering with the wind. So keep all of that in mind. Check out my new book, Return to Radiance, which is available on Amazon, and search for the title, Return to Radiance but you can also go to susantaylor.org and follow the links. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and also on susantaylor.org, where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. Again, contact me at susantaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. You can also check out our new Facebook page and a Facebook group with the Center for Meditation Science. And if you've taken a course or just had a personal consult with me, you can come into that group and we can chat together. Otherwise, if you haven't, just like the page and you can be notified of any upcoming uh, things that are coming, classes, courses, anything that you may be interested in. And thank you again for listening. The Susan Taylor Podcast does come out every week. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.